Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Kayak Fishing Spotlight. And this week we're going to be breaking down a little bit of the tournament scene and the differences in tournaments. When I first started fishing kayak tournaments uh, about three years ago, uh, it, it seemed very confusing to me trying to figure out the local trails, uh, figuring out what was going on some of the national trails, online tournaments, um, KBF has a ton of different choices. So we're going to break down a bunch of those um, and see if we can make a little bit of sense for you guys that are new that want to get into tournament fishing. So let's play a little clip here. This is Ryan Lambert. Uh, he does uh, Kayak Bass Nation. They do a live stream every Monday night, kind of breaking down the week before. But this is him on uh, Kayak or Bass University Kayak Edition, and he's talking a little bit about um, the evolution and and where kayak bass fishing is today. So you guys take check this out. I'm Lambert, and this is the Kayak Bass University. Kayak fishing is exploding across the market. It's the fastest growing segment of the sport and it's, it's super accessible for people. So, you know, the cost of ownership as far as buying your first kayak is relatively cheap when compared to bass boat fishing and the tournament scene is at its highest level. All right, so he's talking about, uh, you know, kind of where it's at. It's the fastest growing segment and there's a reason for that. Um, the low entry fee and obviously- um, Ryan Lambert. I'll go back and so you kind of look at his kayak. Um, he has a Hobie PA 14. It's a 14 foot kayak. Basically, that is probably your, your top of the line kayak that you're going to spend the most money on. Um, he has live scope on there. He's got a NK 180 on the back, which is a brushless trolling motor, um, all different types of accessories. And you can safely say that he's got uh, over $10,000 invested in that setup. Uh, it's got a nice uh, trailer. So the first thing I want to say is you do not have to have a $10,000 plus rig to go compete in these tournaments. Uh, the first one that I entered was in a kayak that is sold at Bass Pro, and I actually bought it secondhand off of Facebook Marketplace. Um, I was duck hunting out of it. It's a, it was an Ascend H12, and it's basically like a glorified canoe. Um, it's a canoe kayak hybrid. I fished several tournaments out of that. And, uh, you know, whatever it takes for you to get out on the water and get started, uh, you know, you can fish out of anything. Go and find something, um, test it out, obviously, get used to the kayak and get you some stuff and enter some of these tournaments. So what we're going to talk about first is uh, the difference between the trails. All right. So I've got this is going to help us kind of look at this. So you have two different types of tournaments. You have online tournaments and you have in-person tournaments. Obviously, the online tournaments are all done online. Uh, they're usually done, a lot of them are by states, so you can fish any public water in your state. There are some online tournaments that are national, and you can fish any public water um, that's available. Uh, it doesn't go by states. So 
KBF, which is kayak bass fishing, offers a lot of these online tournaments. And then a lot of your local trails will have monthlies, um, which is, you know, they also have the in-person tournaments, usually one per month during the season. And then they'll have a monthly tournament where the members can go in and fish the monthly tournament. Um, so to get started, I would suggest doing at least a few of the online tournaments, uh, whether it's through KBF or if you have a local trail that you can uh, search around, uh, usually on Facebook, um, or you can go to the two um, providers that have apps that you can search for, and that's Tourney X and Fishing Chaos. Um, I have a slide of Tourney X <clears throat> coming up in just a little bit, but you can research those two uh, platforms and you are able to search for clubs and tournaments in your area and then you can locate those clubs and and join those clubs and fish those monthly tournaments or like i said you can do them on kbf so the online tournaments your benefits are <clears throat> uh, they're monthly so you can fish at your leisure anytime during that month you sign up for so right now we are in august so if i signed up for august i could go fish when my schedule allowed it in public water and then uh, take those pictures and upload them in the apps and then it would keep track and it will um, obviously determine who the winner is at the end of the month. What this does is it allows you to take your time. It allows you to take your time and it allows new anglers to learn the process of uploading fish. Um, you know that it's a little bit um it's a little bit tricky when you're first starting out to get that fish to stay on the board uh so you can take the picture um and you know it it's just a it's just a process as it's a lot to put on yourself to go and do in these in-person tournaments for the first time so do some of the monthly ones also the monthly ones um, usually have less anglers than the traditional in-person tournaments uh, so usually a monthly will have, you know, if it's a local trail monthly, it'll have less than 10 anglers in it, um, sometimes more. Uh, KBF ones will sometimes have more, but uh, even the KBF ones are broken down a lot of times by states. And the cost of the online tournament is usually a little bit cheaper than the in-person tournaments. So those are some of the benefits, some of the pitfalls. Um, you know, you have some people that will just go right to their honey hole if they've entered these monthlies. And um, sometimes you have the same people winning over and over off of the same um, spots. So uh, that is something you have to watch out for. Um, and that just kind of is what it is. Um, there's less interaction with other anglers. So you, when you do these monthly tournaments, you are not going to have a chance normally to uh, conversate with other anglers. Um, I think that's what makes, uh, you know, we'll go over that in a second, but the in-person tournaments, that's what I love about them the most is being able to interact and talk with other anglers and learn from them. Um, so that's another uh, downfall of the online tournaments. And there's more chance for dishonesty. Uh, so in the online tournaments, you know, usually there's nobody around. Uh, sometimes you might have some dishonest folks out there doing some things that they shouldn't do and i'll just leave that at that so the in-person tournaments you have two different types you have local trails and you have national trails 
Um, some of the benefits of that more interaction. We just talked about the online wasn't much interaction, but you you have more interaction with anglers. You have usually a, a captain's meeting. Sometimes that's online. Sometimes that's in person, according to the uh, tournament. Um, you also have you know the pre- the pre-launch or the launch. Uh, normally on these places, you'll have. Uh, a lot of anglers grouped up together. If it's a local trails, normally uh, they may be on a little bit smaller lakes for the local trails, but you're going to have some other people at your ramp most of the time. And especially if you're around fish, you're probably going to have more people at your ramp. So uh, you get to interact with them, putting your uh, kayaks in, shoot the breeze a little bit before launch time. Uh, then you see them out on the water. And then also afterwards, you usually have the award ceremony and then, you know, just getting all your stuff out, talking about your day, talking about what worked and what didn't work. And that really will help your learning curve is to talk to those other anglers in the tournaments. Um, I put on their level playing field, you know, everybody, you, you may have some people that are on their home waters that can be debated whether that's a, you know, whether that's a benefit or whether that hurts you. Sometimes it hurts you more than it helps you. Um, awards at the end, we talked about that. And uh, these local trails and these national trails, you have the top kayak anglers in your area or across the United States competing those, and you can see where you stand. Um, so it, it's really fun for me. I'm a pretty competitive person, uh, so it's really fun for me to see where I stand at and uh, in comparison with with a lot of these top anglers some of the downfalls of uh, in-person tournaments is the travel distance if it's a national trail you know i'm in north carolina Uh, last year i did one that was in toledo bend it was a 16-hour drive Um, so if you're going to get to these national tournaments you have to go where they are and usually there's some travel involved if you're doing your local trails usually you're going to stay you know, under two hours, sometimes you might go three hours if it's a local trail, just according to how big your state is and what lakes that they fish. Um, the cost, the cost is going to be a little bit more, especially when you get to the national trail side. Um, so the national trails are anywhere from the Hobie BOSs. Uh, it's kind of the the top at the top of that food chain. Um, it's, I think that's 295 this year. And then you have uh, BASS, uh, the Bass Nation Kayak Series. Uh, you know, that leads up into the Bassmaster Kayak Series, which they fished that the week of the Bassmasters. Uh, so that's right up there, too. Those are your two, your, your, basically your top two dogs um, is the Hobie BOS and the Bassmaster. You have KBF in there as well as a national trail. Um, and then you also have the all American, um, kayak series, which is basically that's in the central United States. Um, you know, from North Texas, um, all the way up, uh, in that central United States area. And the other downfall is if if you fish a lot of these national tournaments, um, you're going to get your butt whooped because normally you have probably at least 40, anglers in there that um, do this all the time. It's not all they do, uh, but there's 40 or 50 guys and gals that uh, do this on a regular basis. And you're not just going to waltz in there and 
uh, whip up on somebody. Uh, there's there's a ton of great anglers in there, uh, but like I said, it, it does get you to uh, see where you stand. Uh, so, you know, we talked about the Hobie BOS. So I've got a, the the next slide. Uh, let's talk about some of these trails. The Hobie BOS is your top dog. Sometimes that's paying out upwards of around $10,000 a tournament. This slide is from uh, Santee Cooper this year. Uh, Chad Walden took first place, $8,900. Russ Snyder took second place, $4,380. Vinny Ferrari, uh, $2,765. Vinny runs Queen City Bass Fishing uh, out of Charlotte. So he's one of the, the local trails that um, I try to fish sometimes. It's a little bit far for me, uh, but I have been over and fished a couple of their events. Um, <clears throat> and then you have Darren Schwinkbeck uh, won the Big Bass. And the Big Bass was $500. Uh, so you can see, you know, you're going to get a good payday if you get up there and place in the in the Hobie BOS. Um, I think they – um, pay out probably the top uh, 10% uh, is normally um, what the tournaments pay out. So um, you get up there in the top 20, if they have 200 anglers, get in the top 20 and you can, you can get uh, uh, a check. So uh, talked a little bit about what the apps look like. This is the final leaderboard um, for fishing chaos for that same tournament. And you can see it shows each fish in there. You can actually click on the fish and it'll bring up a picture of it. Uh, your interface looks a little bit different when you're fishing it. Um, it has a place to submit catch on there. You just have to check out fishing uh, attorney X and fishing chaos. Attorney X is probably used uh, a little more frequently by most trails. Um, fishing chaos, KBF uses that and some of their affiliate local clubs uh, use fishing chaos. I like both platforms. Uh, neither, it doesn't bother me to use either one. Uh, some people really like one or the other. Um, I'm kind of in the middle on that. Doesn't really affect me either way. So, um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about, um, what you need to get started. So, um, you're looking at equipment. So you, you saw Ryan Lambert set up there earlier and he's got his all decked out. You'll go to these uh, kayak tournaments and people will pull up with uh, tandem kayak trailers and they'll have a, they'll have their kayak and then they'll bring a backup kayak. Uh, you'll also have people pull up that have a $400 Ascend that they got off of Facebook marketplace thrown on the top of their Volkswagen Beetle and they get ready to rock and roll and and they fish out of that so that you know just get a kayak it does not matter what it is and it's like you know you'd be like i was when i started i had that ascend setting kayak and the first one i'm like okay i'm gonna be the only person out here fishing in you know a kayak from bass pro well guess what you're not going to be the only one fishing out of, you know, a kayak that's under a thousand dollars. There's going to be uh, some people that fish every tournament that are just starting out. And I will be honest with you, the first tournament that I fished, it, 
I could have showed up in a $20,000 kayak and I couldn't have been treated any better than I was showing up with my $500 Ascend kayak. Um, the first tournament that I fished was our local trail was kayak, uh, Carolina kayak anglers, CKA on Sharon Harris. And those guys were super welcoming. And it's that way at every kayak tournament that I go to. That's one reason I love the kayak tournaments versus boat tournaments. Um, there's really not, um, they're just welcoming and I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to, um, beat up on the boat guys, uh, because there's a lot of boat tournaments that are welcoming as well. Um, but every kayak tournament that I've been to, I felt super included, uh, no matter what I, what kind of kayak I had or equipment or anything else. Uh, so, uh, get a kayak. It doesn't matter. So these are the must haves, uh, kayak, a paddle, a PFD, obviously you're going to need a rod and reel and you're going to need a measuring board. The measuring board that everyone uses now and requires is called a catch board. Uh, it's K-E-T-C-H, catch board. And you can look that up. Uh, a lot of the trails, there's a aluminum board and there's also a carbonate plastic board. Um, a lot of the trails, it's good for either one. Some of them are only the metal board. So know what your trail requires. You'll need a phone. You're going to need some tackle to throw. You need a visible flag on the back of that kayak for safety and a whistle just in case you get stuck somewhere so you can alert um, somebody to get some help. So those are the things that are, I kind of feel like are must-haves that you need to enter the tournament. So if you want to compete, now I'm not saying you can't compete without these things, but these next things that I'm listing are things that are nice to have, and it it's going to help you get more cast in. Uh, it's going to help you get up in the standings and, and do better. So, you know, do you have to have it to enter? No, but these are nice to have, and it's going to let you compete on a higher level. So, the first thing, and these are not in really any order, but it would it would be nice to have a motor. So a lot of trails allow motors. Hobie BOS is um, pedal or paddle only. Same with Queen City out of Charlotte. Uh, there's no motors in that. A lot most of your local trails, the Bassmaster National Trail, um, are, are going to allow motors. Uh, so you can do a trolling motor on the back. You can do a, a front-mounted, a bow-mounted trolling motor. You could do a brushless uh, motor on the back, uh, like you saw one earlier with Lambert setup. Um, and then the next thing is pedals. So if pedals are going to help you no matter what, if your battery goes out and you have to end up paddling, if you have a motor on there, um, that's a long ways. It's happened to me a couple times where I ran further than I thought I was going to. Uh, the battery gives out and you are stuck paddling that heavy motored kayak back to the ramp. So if you have pedals, uh, obviously you're going to need that. Um, it's, it's just going to help you. And if you are in the Hobie BOS or Queen City, um, to compete with those guys, you're going to have to have some pedals so you can cover some more water. Um, I've been in a couple situations before I had a pedal kayak. 
that I was a motor and paddle only and went to fish a few of those events that were no motors. And it really uh, made the area that I was fishing a lot smaller than what I wanted it to be, a lot smaller than it would have if I had my motor on there. And that's one of the reasons that I got a pedal kayak um, is to compete in some of these non-motor events. Uh, but pedals are definitely help. A fish finder or electronics or forward-facing sonar. Um, you do need to have something where you can locate the depth, the water temperature, um, mark fish on there. And then if you are on the upper echelon of your electronics, you have all the forward-facing sonar. Um, so uh, live scope, um, I'll put uh, Hummingbird 360 in there. Uh, active target uh, for uh, for the others. So you're going to need a fish finder to, to really compete and really help you um, find some. Unless you're a shallow water river fisherman, a lot of times just a lot of those guys don't put any electronics on there, and that's great too. Uh, multiple rods. You only have to really have one rod to enter, but having multiple rods, I usually carry five or six. And that way, when I get ready to switch from one technique to the other, instead of retine, you just have to grab a different rod. It uh, really helps out. Uh, the other thing is a storage crate. Store your tackle boxes in. And also, a lot of times, they'll have rod tubes on the side of those where you can uh, store all your rods efficiently. An anchor. Uh, so you can anchor down on some of those offshore spots or you know, if the wind's blowing and you want to sit on a spot, you're going to need a way to stay put. Um, if you have a motor with spot lock, that also works. Um, tethers for your equipment and phone. Uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll have my catch board tethered to um, the kayak. Those catch boards do not float and they are not uh, super cheap. Um, so you're going to want to have that. You're all going to want to have something around your phone, tether that to your PFD. Um, you're going to want to have a landing net, uh, something to help you land those big bass that you're going to catch. And then you're going to want to have a 360 light on the back and then running lights. If you have a motor, a lot of states are going to require uh, the red and green light on the front of that. So those are the things that you need. That is a little breakdown of your national um, and local trails. Um, so you guys can research more of that on your own. Uh, find your local trails, find an online tournament, uh, reach out to the directors. All the directors of the trails I've ever been a part of are super, super helpful, and they want to get people fishing. Uh, most of these guys are not doing this uh, to make money because um, they just love fishing, and tournament directing is um, a lot of work and most of the time, a lot of thankless work. So if you are watching this and you are already fishing or you start to fish, thank your tournament directors. Um, they put in a tremendous amount of hours that allow us to enjoy these tournaments. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, if you have questions or comments, leave them below. I will get back to you. I appreciate uh, listening and watching. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to this on podcast form, we appreciate you. That uh, side is growing tremendously. So please uh, rate us on the podcast side and we will see you guys next week.